Blog Talk Radio. wrestling and I will explain myself through off the rails and censor later on tonight but that being said ladies and gentlemen please welcome the incomparable and still brand new co-host the awesome the unbiased the opinionated lady Lynn welcome to my show welcome to the show Russell Radio Network Monday edition Hey, B-Train, what's happening, bro? Well, you know, Lady Lynn, I, um, I'm i not complaining about some of the pay-per-view. I noticed that we always have a split side of things going on between worker and fan. I'm just going to stick to saying the following. Money in the Bank 2019 emanated from Connecticut. Was it a mixed bag? I think so. Mixed bag is in, it wasn't terrible, but the end result kind of made fans go, what the fuck? In fact, I'm pretty sure I could have heard the crowd chanting, what the fuck, when that happened. Well, for starters, okay, so what's your point with Lesnar? Is he going to just hold the briefcase, you know, like he held the Universal Championship for quite some time and didn't defend it. Plus, you know, we're, we're back to uh, having a decent feud between, well, I wouldn't say decent feud, it kind of fueled the fire between Becky Lynch and um, Lacey Evans tonight on Monday Night Raw. A lot of, lot of things happened tonight on Monday Night Raw that just Mick Foley was to introduce a brand new championship in the nighttime. You saw, well, Triple H came out and announced that there'd be a match between Seth Rollins and the uh, Universal Champion Kofi Kingston. What the fuck, people? Wild card, my ass. I'm not trying to be mean here, but if we're stating rules, wasn't it the Superstar Shake-Up they were supposed to be exclusive to one brand? You might as well just combine both rosters because that shit's not... I'm sorry... You're not pulling the wool over some people's eyes, and you're not you're not fooling anyone. 
And then before I go off tangent and go on to a, you know, mini rant, Lady Lynn and I watched uh, Money in the Bank separately, of course. But we're going to run down the card so we can have it a little bit organized here, folks. So, um, let's see. Money in the Bank. 2019, as you hear typing in the background, but it's okay because I'm just going to just explain to you folks how this this uh, <clears throat> this show went in Connecticut, and it's funny because I, uh, let's just recap this one, so the women started off the night, and it was pretty interesting because you had Nikki Cross, Natalia, Naomi, Carmella, Dana Brooke, Mandy Rose, and Ember Moon in the women's and the Money in the Bank ladder match. And Lady Lynn, I must say, it's been a long time coming for Bailey to come out of the shadows of Sasha Banks and overcome a lot of obstacles in her way, mentally that is. That is a definite. She's had to overcome so much. I mean, she she lost the um, women inaugural women's tag team championships to um, two individuals whom I really at this point the iconics are just as bad as Lesnar, or maybe at least not so bad, but. When it comes to uh, the match, uh, the women's Money in the Bank ladder match, I thought for sure. For we got a teaser of uh, Nikki Cross winning the championship. She has her hands on the. Imagine that. If Nikki Cross was to win the women's Money in the Bank briefcase, I can only imagine just how many mind games that little Scottish or Scottish terror or the NXT's twisted sister to some of us. Would have been, it would have been a nightmare for the women's division. They wouldn't know what Nikki would be thinking, and I don't even want to venture because I, I think we we honestly don't want to know, folks. We don't. I think it's safe to say Nikki's mind might be more twisted than yours, B-Train. That's saying something, folks. Although I, I've I've said to this to you know to the other co-host Granny Holkster, I think Nikki's just misunderstood in some instances. You know maybe she wants to play, maybe she I don't know. Her and Alexa Bliss, that'd be a very odd pairing to win the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship. I don't know why Bliss Bliss did not participate, but anyways, that's besides the point. I'm mixing Raw and Money in the Bank here just a little bit. Um. United States Championship had a bit of controversy, Lady Lynn. I, uh, Samoa Joe's shoulders were clearly, his left shoulder was way off the mat. How the official didn't catch that, I, uh, I don't know. My faith in, uh, that referee who made the mistake, I, um, I just, Whatever. Uh, I'm not reading the review because I don't give two flying fucks about it. Um, even though I am reading from order to order in the match. Uh, Shane, I would much rather fast forward that match on the network. No offense. Shane McMahon has accomplished a lot in business. But when it comes to wrestling, please fucking quit. 
You've had your heyday, Shane O'Mac. It's time to to clear the way for some new talent. That match could have been filled on the card with so many other people. Like tonight with McIntyre and Miz, that was a damn good match. You know, McIntyre is improving every time we see him out, but I agree with Lady Lynn. There's need to let let somebody else have the spotlight, please. This, this feud, I'm just I'm just gonna outright say it. This feud between the Miz and Shane McMahon is just getting old. And and can I just say, hmm, hmm, who attacked the man's father? Hmm, Shane, are you the pot or the kettle in that conversation? You know, we're still trying to figure that out. Because he does have gray hair, so it's more like a chimney stack. I don't, you know. Um, uh, I don't know. All right, folks, Cruiserweight Championship. I feel sorry for those two. They had to bleep out the moron sitting in the audience. Tony Nese uh, versus Arya Davari. Um, that was a very physical matchup. Tony Nese ends up winning. Sami Zayn hides from Braun Strowman gets attacked. Okay, yeah, okay. Raw Women's Championship. Thank you. The Lord heareth our prayer. And yes, I said heareth. You know why? Because the garbage that is Lacey Evans, you know, she's still wet behind the ears because she's fresh from NXT. We get it. She walked in high heels and looked like a tramp. We get it, honey. You have boobs and an ass. We get it. You dress like, well, your grandmother, which is sad. <laughs> sassy Southern Belle, more like Sassy Southern Bitch. Well, yes, because I think I like I don't speak for some of the fan base and the fan base who drools over her, you idiots. I'm just saying. You guys are probably the ones like, you know, Mr. Zach oh, I'm not gonna mention his name because then I give him credibility. Like that moron who ran in the ring there. Uh that's probably his style female because let's just say it. She's a hardworking single mom. You're not Dusty Rhodes and you're not the American dream. What you are, sweetheart, is someone who goes on live TV, struts around like a prissy female because you're the lady of NXT. You never even won a fucking match except for maybe one or two. Then you made it up to Maine because Sasha Banks left and don't even get me started on her because that's a show and a half if I do. Um, and this is not a promo for those of you asking. This is just a tidbit of a rant. The match was so bad that CBS ranks it a C minus. That's the only ranking that matters on on this because the quality of the match. Yes, they got into it. The crowd was you know feeding into Lacey's bullshit, but. Um, <laughs> Let's just say, like, she came out, she looked like one of those senior or seniorita hookers, you know, those, uh, I forget the, okay, she looked like a whore. Is that any different than her wardrobe? Even though, is it, it's hard to look like a whore when you dress like a grandma or like one of those, not the ladies, yeah, the ladies in red, the red hat ladies or whatever. She looks like one of those, except for she comes out, she's wearing a Mexican sundress with, like, pantyhose, or not pantyhose, oh, yeah, pantyhose, basically, like, the stuff that you see a casino girl would wear, Lacey Evans was wearing that last night, 
my wardrobe shouldn't have been the the focus, but my God, I didn't know whether to ask for change or watch her wrestle, dude. <laughs> she dresses like a slapper from the 1920s, and she talks about how she's bringing class back to the women's division. And oh dear God, I did that southern accent just a little bit too well. Well, you know, it's funny. Everyone bitches about Lacey Evans. We have reason to, because if anyone, I would have much rather seen Legit Boss, as much as I hate her guts, as, you know, an outside of the ring, for you know, outside of the realm of the ring. I want to say this right very quickly. I respect Sasha Banks more than I respect that little trick that walks up or walks up and down the fucking ramp because they had nothing else for her to do but be eye candy and my co-host and I were wondering what is, when is she going to get her hands dirty when is she going to get in this thing can work in heels I'll give her that but <laughs> the Smackdown Live Women's Championship match Miss Evans did get involved because well, I know she puts her fist in Oh, yeah, this is my show, folks, so it can get vulgar. Not like Howard Stern vulgar, but if you have children and they go to their principal or they go to their teacher and repeat what I say, they are a bunch of dumb little shits. Just saying. <laughs> the Generation X couldn't have said it better. Like, who got who got in trouble because of us? Raise your hand. I was one of those kids. <laughs> I was one of was many a million home. kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was there, and Lady Lynn was watching from home on the network, and they said it best. Who got, you know, in trouble? Because we, you know, the crotch chop or saying suck it or whatever. That was great times, folks. Just great times. We're not going to live in the past, but we are going to move on to the results. It's the SmackDown Live Women's Championship. Charlotte Fair defeated Becky Lynch. But guess what, folks? That wasn't the end of the game. Lacey Evans and that silver spoon thing. I mean, I like Charlotte better than I do Lacey Evans, if you can believe that. Simply because Charlotte can actually work a match and tell a story. Lacey will get there eventually. I'm not anyone to say because I wouldn't be a trainer. How dare I say these things about the blonde bimbo? I mean, bimbette. That's <laughs> uh, funny that Becky said, why don't you sit next to your twin sister? Oh, my Lord. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure Charlotte tried to keep a straight face when Becky said that, but I couldn't stop laughing. Let's see. Oh, was pretty good. And it makes sense because they're both blondes. It's just, uh, let's see. Charlotte yeah. has more class and she just has, well, it's like the line in Cinderella, the animated version. Sometimes Lucifer, Lucifer has his good points too. Well, Lacey has her good points too. Sometimes she, well, she, there must be something good about her. <laughs> I mean, honestly, folks, if you expect me to cower down and say, oh, well, she's a great fucking fill in for Sasha Banks. No, she's not. <laughs> in an alternate realm, maybe, and maybe not even then. 
It's like, dear, Mandy Rose could do a much better job. And that, we know, as much as I hate Mandy's guts as far as in-ring stuff, they're like, oh, well, she does a great kick. Yes, a lovely thigh slap to someone's face. Thigh slap as in she slaps the thigh. Do you even fucking notice the kicks that she does? Well, yes, with the help of Sonya Deville, which she tried to help Mandy get the fucking briefcase. Fine by me. I don't care. It was a good story. Bailey looked at them and said, "Uh uh-uh. And speaking of uh, Miss Bailey, or, you know, person who was least expected to succeed in 2019, well... She, you know, so far, folks, has won a tag team championship, the very first. Then she went to Money in the Bank, and she cashed in her briefcase, and Charlotte and Lacey thought they were going to play, you know, bullies on the schoolyard. Didn't quite work. Bailey comes out. She doesn't attack Becky, you know, doesn't do the low ball thing. That would have been a big surprise, though. Bailey then takes out Charlotte, throws her into the turnbuckle, Oh, it was heaven, folks, because I think that's what we wanted to see, I think, right? We were all confused and perplexed that we actually got Bailey to become a champion and take advantage of the situation. I mean, that's not normally like Bailey, but hey, you know, signs change, and oh, thank God we didn't have to deal with one of uh, Lacey Evans' uh, hairy freaking armpit rags. You. I swear, when the time she wiped her armpit and tried to put it, you know, in Becky's face, which she calls herself a lady, and Corey Graves, of course, it's hygienically, it's being hygienic. What would you know about hygiene when you smell like fucking beer half the time that you get out of your position, you drink, you're a functioning drunk, yes you are, and you know that you are, <laughs> when you're a functioning drunk. Oh, Dolph Ziggler's comedy show, anyone? <laughs> I was there, Bob, at SummerSlam. I was there at SummerSlam, Bob, so you really can't deny it, stumbling off the goddamn sidewalk. Anyways, let's see here. Bailey defeats Charlotte Flair. Thank you, Jesus. I'm not, or, you know, I'm not religious, but just saying thank you, Lord, because... I'm pretty sure that 82% of the audience did not want to see Charlotte Flair walk out of that building as champion. Although I'm not quite sure if this is a trap to lull us into a false sense of security. And at stomping ground, are we going to be tortured? I don't know. Roman Reigns beat Elias. Whatever. That was kind of funny the way he that happened. Okay, AJ Styles um, versus Seth Rollins is a very good back and forth paced match. Um, if you haven't saw, if you have not seen that match, witnessed it, heard the awesomeness that was that match, or saw the awesomeness, my bad. You need to rewatch it. It's very back and forth. Seth ended up defeating AJ. AJ came back in, shook Seth's hand. It was very surprising. Okay, championship match between Kofi Kingston and Kevin Owens. Very good back-and-forth match. Like I said, I can find good in in the crap that was, you know, a mixed bag. It's just really hard for me to do sometimes. Um, So, let's see here. Men's money in the bank, good Lord. Okay, folks, 
this is the point of the show where you say to yourself, <clears throat> please try to understand with Lady Lynn and myself why fans got upset. Now, some of you say, well, you guys are just saying you're going to stop watching wrestling. No, because if Lady Lynn and I do that, you might want to keep your <laughs> the women and children inside. As we have not, we have some things that make us feel better. Wrestling is one of them. And from my perspective, I'm going to tell you why I am upset. Uh, you had so much talent in that ring. You have AEW who debuts their second show, but it's it's going to be called Double or Nothing on May 25th, my birthday. And you're going to pull the move that we most feared. And that was Lesnar coming back to the company and winning something. Thank God it wasn't a championship right away, but you allowed him to win the briefcase. Why? I mean... You had men that worked their ass off, and then he didn't do a damn thing but clear the ring, went up the ladder, and got the briefcase. You know, that's an, that's an ultimate opportunist. And I don't know, Lady Lynn's perspective may be similar but different. And, I, you know, I'm going to agree with her on this because having Lesnar win that makes me just cringe. To, you know, for what's to come. You know, here we thought we'd seen the very last of Lesnar after Seth Rollins be- proved to be the Beast Slayer at WrestleMania 35. And then they have seven men in the ring for the Money in the Bank ladder match. They could have brought out anyone on the roster, anyone at all. I wouldn't have even given two shits if it had been John Cena. But, no. It just had to be... I was just like, shoot me. Just shoot me. Just put me out of my fucking misery. It was a great show up until that... I mean, it wasn't a great show, but it was a... As I put it earlier in the show, it was a mixed bag. Very How mixed bag. It was ask, half and half. It was very, yeah, it was a half and half. So, um, I don't know, folks, whether to laugh or cry when they say we're going to do something different. So on Monday Night Raw, yeah, the Usos went up against the Revival. Very good back and forth match. The Revival, like. Pulled tight, big shocker there, not really. Um, women, there's a six woman tag match, so it was fairly fucking interesting. Uh, with Nikki Cross, Alexa Bliss, and Becky Lynch versus the Iconics, the new generation Bella Twins. Actually, that's not a fair comparison. Um, versus. No, uh, no. The Bellas, the Bellas were way better than the Iconics. And that is annoying either. You know what? I think that would be a great pair to see go for the tag women's tag team championships because Nia and Tamina they don't 
exist now. I mean, they they are. Well, Naya had double knee surgery, so we got a. Well, I don't care. I mean, Naya's really. You know, they're Naya and Tamina are absent, so well, that team's gone for now. And I don't know what happened to Mickey James, and I don't really care. I don't know where she went. I don't know where Mickey has been. I have not seen her. But I'm wondering why all of a sudden Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss are being a pair. That that would be a very interesting tag team. Um, okay, <laughs> let's see what else. The new title that was unveiled tonight by the one of the forefathers of Attitude was Mick Foley. The 24-7 championship, which is basically code for we couldn't say hardcore because this generation would shit their pants. This generation as in the new gen, the kids that were born from 94 until now, some of them don't care. They're like, I don't give a fuck. Well, some do, some don't. You know, tomato, tomato. So that championship had early life with Titus O'Neil winning it for a hiccup, then Robert Roode, then our troops brilliance of putting him in the car, getting a referee, hitting a move outside one, two, three, and now our truth is the twenty four seven champion, which is gonna be really interesting for Monday Night Raw. When he opened the car door and that referee stepped out, it's like, oh my god, this is something right out of a fucking movie. This This is is right out out of a movie, a classic double cross. Well, I mean, I just... I'm sorry, folks, but, like, to me, it was one of those things that's, like, you turn on the TV and we're, like, what the... People running after each other. It was, like, a comedy sketch. You had No Way Jose. You had Titus O'Neil. You had Mojo Raleigh. Joke and a half. Which, <laughs> to me, that's fine. I mean, you can you can debate what it is, but... He won the Andre the Giant Battle Royal Memorial and nothing came of it. Maybe a tag team championship, not even. But I digress. Because tonight, you saw a little bit of Bray Wyatt. They keep saying, let me in, let me in. I don't want to let a creepy horror film freak outside my door that'd be like, I want to call the cops, but no, I really can't. It was a really good segment with Bray Wyatt. Um... So, yes, Paul Heyman on the side of Brock Lesnar, when he came in, tried to run in the ring, he said, Brock, no, don't do it, don't do it. You're in their head, you're in their head. We're going to let them know, let the world know which champion he's going to cash it in on. Isn't the idea of holding that briefcase, you don't tell the world, and now you're going to tell the world. I mean, Paul, there better be some genius behind your, uh, well, your mantra, or not your mantra, but there be there better be some genius behind that Large, bulbous, bald head of yours. I don't think there really is, but that's just me, so. I mean, there's just so much, folks, to learn, and there's so much to, well, not learn, but maybe we have something to learn with Paul Heyman, and yes, you're hearing 
hard drives pop in and out because that is more entertaining, folks, than some parts of Monday Night Raw. And, uh, okay, let's see here. Oh, yes, coming up on the Off the Rails Uncensored edition of Wrestle Radio Network. But before we do, we're going to hit the advertisements. But before the advertisement, AEW's opening act for Double or Nothing at the MGM Grand Studios. Let's see. Let me do some digging right here. Okay. One second, folks, while I hit the Google. Anyone have a prediction card? How dumb. Ah, according to Forbes. <laughs> Politics already rearing its ugly head. I don't want to read that. I just want to read the card because that's what fans want to hear. Okay. Let's see. Triple A World Tag Team Championship, the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers. Holy crap, that's going to be a decent match. Then you have... Yes, no one knows where the card comes from. Kenny Omega versus Jericho. Oh, that's going to be a good one, folks. And Cody Rhodes versus Dustin Rhodes. Holy shit, holy shit. That's going to be an awesome match. SoCal Uncensored versus CIMA. T-Hawk and L. Lindemann. Oh, man. Best Friends versus Angelico and Jack Evans. Dr. Britt Baker versus Kylie Ray. And Nyla Rose. Aja Kong. I haven't heard that name in forever, folks. Yuka Sazaki and Emi Sakura versus Hikuro Shida. Rio and Rio Masumi. So it's a women's tag team match. Sammy Guevara versus Kip Sabian. Oh, wow. Casino Battle Royale. The buy-in. So... <laughs> It's a battle royal to main event. That's never been done before, but who cares? So it says politics are rearing its ugly head, did it? I I, I just want to read this right quick. Considering the fact that... Uh, we'll run about AEW. I, you know, that's, that's remain to see. I just, I just want to see not the negative, not all of it, but... Politics already rearing its ugly head is Pac versus Adam Page is next. Oh, come on. Oh, is on going to be a matter of time before the promotion at the very least? Okay, so <laughs> according to this, folks, there's already trouble in paradise. It says Ollie Wrestling's ambitious upstart promotion has done it just about everything en route to its inaugural double or nothing pay-per-view on May 25th. But given the inherent politics in pro wrestling combined with the dynamite of several AEW wrestlers sharing and potential let's see here. Yeah, potentially volatile duties as executive vice president, it's always going to be a matter of time before the promotion at the very least had to confront the politically sensitive situations in what is being described as creative differences. Adam Hangman Page versus Pac, a top match advertised for double or nothing, has been called off after Page and Pac ran an angle at an overseas event in Nottingham, England. 
So after Paige, who had commanded weekly landscape on the popular being the elite YouTube show as part of the increasingly amusing Full Gear Challenge, defeated Pac via disqualification. Pac said the following, I wanted to hurt you, to maim you, to torture you, and look, my work is done. So you can tell all your little elite buddies, I'm not coming to Vegas, I'm not coming to Double or Nothing, I'm not coming to AEW. That was the storyline, blah, blah, blah. In reality, the latest report on what was a heavily promoted match for Double or Nothing Fox has his own creative differences with WWE before abruptly departing the promotion in controversial fashion, insisted on remaining undefeated as Open the Dreamgate champion. Meanwhile, AEW had different plans for the top star. Between the dynamite of certain AEW stars having the autonomy to compete for outside organizations and AEW clearly prioritizing its charter members' executives over others. This flash controversy could serve as evidence of an infrastructural Achilles heel for AEW moving forward, which more power in the hands of an innately egocentric wrestler AEW may consistently run into problems when it comes to agreements on finishes and decisions to where some wrestlers will fall in promotion seemingly built in pecking order. Okay, what's not so encouraging is AEW's potentially lingering issue of long overdue empowerment among pro wrestlers manifesting itself in perennial headaches. I can tell this isn't, you know, okay. So everyone has their issues. Everyone has their problems. And WWE is having their issues, so they really can't, you know, go with that. But anyways, folks, moving forward, we're going to stick with the advertisements. If you would like to sign up, for WWE Network, just remember they are changing changing the uh, streaming capabilities, so no more Xbox, no more PlayStation 3, Amazon Kindle Fire tablets or whatever are not going to be able to stream WWE effective immediately as May 21st. If you have Apple TV, make sure you have 4th Gen, make sure you have a PlayStation 4. I believe you can play it back on the iOS and iPads but you will not be able to play back on the regular generation of Apple TVs due to quality streaming issues. Um, it is free for your first month, so you get the mixed bag of uh, money in the bank, but if you go backwards, you get the best pay-per-view, WrestleMania 35. You can pick up a WWE preloaded car, Lady Lynn, at what location and how much does it cost? That's right, me train for nine ninety nine a month for three months. You can purchase WWE Network prepaid gift cards at the following stores in the United States: Walmart, GameStop, Seven Eleven, Best Buy, FYE, Dollar General, Meyer, HEB, and CBS stores. For those of you in the UK, purchase them at Game and Smith's Toys, and in Ireland at GameStop. All right, folks, we're going to fast forward into my off the rails uncensored. And trust me when I tell you this. For those of you who were dumb enough not to listen to the disclosure, please listen this time because I'm not going to repeat it. If you have young children, please put earmuffs on their heads because there's explicit language that is going to be heard by all. 
not just the young ears, but everyone's. Please put headphones on. If they're listening to my podcast giggling that I dropped a few F-bombs here and there, I'm going to use the following words. You're a dumbass. And um, I am not responsible for any of the offensive language that offends you. I know it's a play on words, but, you know, I'm just going to speak my mind on the issues that are pro wrestling related, and I'm going to have factual facts to back this shit up. So, monkeys in the truck, could you please do me a favor and hit my fucking music to get... Okay, folks, if you would like to know how much Lesnar paid for five years of his contract, and this is saying the highest paid wrestlers, okay, $10 million, and who is this, you know, what is this website, it's just when you type in Google, you see he paid more than John Cena gasped at Eight point five million. You have Roman Reigns who made five million, and this was in twenty eighteen. So Randy Orton made just you know shade a skosh under five mil. Is it about the money, folks? No. To some, I'm not gonna lie. I would want the money that Brock Lesnar makes, ten million dollars for a five year contract. Who was the highest paid wrestler in two thousand eighteen? John Cena's earnings 2017 was 10 million. So okay, so Brock Lesnar was number 2 and The Undertaker was number 8. 2019 and he's making 10 million dollars. Next folks, I'm going to look up the appearances because there has to be some underlying, you know, underscores, asterisks, whatever you want to call them when it comes to Brock Lesnar's attendance. So bear with me. Okay. So pulling this up, it says, hmm, okay. I only saw him maybe five or six times, and that was – Super Showdown because he got a super paycheck. WrestleMania because, God forbid, that was, you know, WrestleMania 34 when Lesnar cannot lose. And let's just look at the numbers, shall we? Brock Lesnar's attendance in 2018. How many times did Brock Lesnar wrestle in 2018? Okay. All right. Tonight, Monday, Raw Lesnar will finally make his return. So, let's see here. Just how many times have we actually seen Lesnar on Raw? 
Holy shit, that's sad. Eight times. I was <clears throat> off by two appearances, and this was back in 2018. So this was back in July 30th of 2018, folks. Lesnar only showed up a grand fucking total time. Probably that makes his appearance because of all the major pay-per-views. About 10 to 12. So I'm upping the number here. But still, that attendance is so shitty. And if a kid who slacked off in high school saw that attendance numbers, the kid that nodded off or whacked off or did whatever the fuck he or she did, and yes, I mentioned she, because those kids, you know, they're kids. They have time to grow. They have time to mature. Lesnar... His attendance is one reason why we're upset with the result of Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank is the main feature as to why fans got fucking upset. Why? Because people were saying, well, you guys have stopped complaining. Shut the fuck up is what I have to respond to that. We have a right as fans to complain. Yeah, bitching, okay, I agree, gets old. But at the same token, I'm not going to retract what I say. You have someone that's a draw. You have someone that's a moneymaker. I've heard the spiel from all sides of the fucking spectrum of workers telling us we shouldn't complain. We shouldn't be upset. We should just be happy that there is wrestling. Excuse me. That is a very much like uh, Vince McMahon's way of thinking. I can pull the strings to see how they react. Where's the scissors? Where's the nearest pair of metaphorical scissors so that we can cut the fucking strings and tell the fucking truth? <laughs> cut the bullshit. We didn't want Lesnar to begin with. Yeah, he came back and beat up Cena. Cool, we cheered him then. Now he comes back in 2016-17. It's like, okay, Goldberg beat him in two minutes flat, which was fucking him. Actually, he beat him quicker than that, and it was amazing. But then Goldberg loses the championship, which, in my opinion, was the worst decision ever. Owen, some say Owen should have won the championship at that point in time. I am not a booker. I am not a promoter. I am just simply someone who has watched wrestling for quite some time and still is learning a lot about it. And I must say, there's so much angst, so much anxiety. The fans tell their, their reaction tells it all. Well, they got a reaction that we we did our job. We pulled the audience. Oh yeah, you pulled your audience. Even though AEW's having political problems in the back, every fucking company has problems. You're not gonna be perfect, but now I'm intrigued. Because the ball was in the court. I didn't care if Andrade San Almas won that goddamn thing. If you if you truly think about it, for the umpteenth time to be suggested to you is to be stubborn. Is that what you're trying to tell us? Is that you like what you see in results for numbers and merch, but you're not paying attention to the bigger fucking picture. And that is fans are going to get up and still, you know, I admit, I will watch WWE, but at the same token, I will also find something that is new and fresh. Like, I sometimes watch Revolver. I sometimes watch Ring of Honor. It's my preference to 
to not want to see Brock Lesnar. Do you know why this is? It's because he invokes a lot of emotion in the wrong sort of way. People get upset because he had bad attendance. He gets paid $10 million over five years for him to barely show up. Gee. I don't know. I'd sure like that money. I would like the money uh, over a five-year contract. Imagine that, folks. He's got to run out his contract in order for him to leave. So our only hope is if Lesnar gets hurt, and it's mean of me to say this, but if Lesnar gets hurt, that briefcase is up in the air again, and we would get an actual wrestler, not someone that's posing in Jimmy John shorts and his ugly ass whatever tattoo that is on his back. Guess Lesnar's what he's the youngest WWE champion. Um, but at what fucking cost did we have to put up with him in New York, okay? And what fucking cost do we have to put up with him and Goldberg's match? No one was interested. No one wanted to see it. Lesnar has the bad habit when things get tough, he runs. <laughs> what kind of champion is that? And for, yeah, exactly. Not just he, when the going gets tough, he runs deal, but. You look at the ratings with Lesnar. You look at them without. There needs to be a spark lit. You know, there needs to be a match lit under someone's ass to give the roster more of a boost than Becky's already boosting it. So, it's not just Lesnar's, you know, oh yeah, I'm going to mention the fact that it's like the movie um, Avengers... Infinity Wars, and also Avengers Endgame. The reason why I am comparing Lesnar to Thanos is, do you really like seeing someone snap their fingers and having someone dissolve, you know, that was your best friend? No. Do you really like seeing a champion or a former champion in Lesnar win a briefcase in which he wasn't even there on any of the live shows? So he just comes in like the nonchalant asshole. And they go, oh, yeah, the crowd's going to get it. Crowd's going to fucking really roast Lesnar. Well, if he was a s'more, I think he'd already be melted because under that under the campfire, you know, he'd be roasted more than a roasted marshmallow, and that's saying something, folks. I I don't think people understand the gist of why I'm upset. Maybe some of you do, maybe some of you don't. But when you're paying a man $10 million over five years, and you've got a rival up-and-coming company that's very similar to WCW, please, by all means, pay attention to what we have to tell you. Uh, And that is find someone. That is not just a draw, name-wise, 
but someone that can put the foot to AEW's ass because if you don't, AEW is going to just obliterate you as more like they're a new company. It doesn't matter. People, if you keep doing what you are doing and you're not going to change a damn thing, that I can guarantee you that if you don't change, and they did give us 24-7 championship, you know, great. It's going to make Raw a little tidbit more interesting than it has been in the past few weeks. However, I'm just going to say this about Mr. Lesnar and the comparison to Thanos. If you don't think that I'm telling the truth about what happens when other competitions come up, yes, WWE has outlasted TNA. They have outlasted uh, several others. Okay, WCW, ECW. But with Lesnar and the briefcase, that makes us wonder, do you really take us for fools? Do you really think you can pull the wool over our eyes? Well, they're getting worked up for nothing. We gave them what we wanted, or gave them what they wanted. Who's the proverbial we? Or they, or we gave them. Okay, so writer-wise, you've got Tana Warrior on staff. You've got Road Dog. You've got all Michael Hayes and Vince and Triple H and all of them running creative and trying to give us a nice ebb and flow. With Lesnar, I just don't see it. I don't feel it. Others, probably some of you bright fans, you do understand where I'm coming from. I would hope. Because if not, then, you know, it's okay. We all have opinions. They're like assholes. Everyone's got one. We, we've heard the spiel. We can't feel a certain way. We can't complain. We have wrestling to watch. We, we, you know, the saying goes, well, you, you can either turn it off or turn it on. I'm not so sure that I, I would want to turn it on if Lesnar was champion again. That would be the ultimate egg to our faces because you guys do such a great job of selling merchandise. There's no doubt about it. And you guys, and I'm not going to sugarcoat it, WWE does such a great job of selling merchandise. But if you notice, folks, when they go to certain venues, there are tarps that tarp off the seats that did not get sold. And I'm not, you know, one to be negative about that. But, my God, if you do not stop with the Lesnar bullshit, those tarps are going to increase like they did in 2008 when I was going to shows in Kansas City you know, like back when it was still, when wrestling was kind of fresh, kind of new, you know, as far as like the new gen wrestling that is, when Cena was winning championship after championship, what did that do to your product? Did it, did it make you widely known? The thing is, the difference between John Cena and Brock Lesnar, one showed up for work and no one liked him. Now you have someone that doesn't show up for work and somehow some way the writing team insists upon putting not just them 
They said, well, it's consensus. His, he gets the Suplex City champs. Not anymore, fuckers. That train has left the station and is going different destinations as far as when it comes to watching professional wrestling. I don't center it around one focus normally. But it really bothered me that it was a mixed bag show. Normally, mixed bag shows get proper send-off. Like somebody you least expect, not someone you – and they, they gave us the least expected person because, number one, the fucker didn't even take any kind of bump in the ring. Two, the other men in the ring probably had to be like, well, what the fuck? Three, it would have been fine if, oh, I don't know, Andrade Cien Almas. Randy Orton, any well except for Baron Corbin, fuck him. Uh, so, well, you mean Baron Corbin? Oh yeah, see he his name even puts me and lulls me to sleep. If I want to fall asleep. I watch a, a Baron Cor a Baron Corbin match. Why? It's hard to explain, folks. I mean, he hasn't changed. He changed his entrance. Seems great. He looks like a, a maitre d or a server, if you will, at. Freddy, not Freddy's, but Ruby Tuesdays, or he looks like one of the hosts from Applebee's, or whatever. The point is, people cannot expect, you cannot expect people to stay the course and watch your product if, in fact, you keep inflicting mental pain and anguish, such as making Lesnar the winner of the briefcase for the 2019 men's Money in the Bank ladder match. So he cleared the ring, what the fuck ever. I don't care. I was hoping it would be Samoa Joe, you know, because he dropped the United States Championship strap. So in my opinion, it could have been Samoa Joe, and I would have been fine with that. Because Samoa Joe, it's been four years since he's been, you know, in a part of the main roster, and it took four years for him to become a United States champion. And how does this tie in with Brock Lesnar? Um Lesnar doesn't like working anybody else except for Samoa Joe. He has mad respect for the man. He gets paid to work matches. It looks like he's half-assing most of them, especially the Daniel Bryan match a few months ago. Um, Now, his match with AJ back at Survivor Series in Houston, that was decent. This is one of the 12 times that he showed up is what I'm listing. If you on your contract have $10 million over a five-year span, then here's the thought. Show your ass up to work, wrestle, and then go home. Not rocket fight. I, I think there should be a new crowd chant. Show the fuck up. Yeah, it should be that. And people are saying we can't complain because uh, to the ones that say we cannot complain. I agree with the you can't complain if you don't have facts to back up your complaints. Well, here are the facts. Even with Lesnar on the main roster now, you're still looking at a low rating. Why? Because when you give mixed bag pay-per-views that barely draw enough numbers, um, how do you expect to stay full? Oh, wait, I can answer that question. Merch numbers, ticket sales, that keep WWE afloat. And also the names that are able to draw that amount of people into the stands 
Lesnar got completely booed. And I don't mean boo, you're here, we have to boo, smile, boo. These were boos that were saying, boo, you fucker. Because it just amazes me how some people are still, well, Lesnar, you know, he's going to take him to su- what suplex? Where is suplex? I'd like to find that those coordinates. I'd like to find it on a map. I'd like to find suplex city when he only does one fucking suplex a german a fucking released german because he's too he's gotten complacent and he does the same goddamn offense and if he changes it into ufc bullshit i'm sorry for those who like ufc i just don't find that sport appealing it it's interesting it's greco roman wrestling it's inside an octagon and most of you will tell me, well, that's real work. Really? Because the fucker failed the drug test again. And that's why he shows back up to the doors of WWE because he knows. He knows. And this is not factual facts. The drug test in 2018, he failed it because he's been on the sauce, folks. And some people like to keep that shit under wraps. How do we know? Because when you are on the sauce, or as I like to call it, enhancement, performing enhancement drugs, you tend to break out. How the hell, when he came back, he was a little bit, you know, underweight. Then a few months later, he looks like, he looks like uh, the villain off of the Rocky movie. So, like, can you explain? But Lesnar's always been big. He's always been strong, and he's always been able to annoy fans. How? Well, let's see. He held the Universal Championship. Is that an annoyance? No. Yes, it is. (laughs) He barely showed up to work. There's another one. That ties in with number one. Number three. Number three. Let me just point this out to you folks. You really want Lesnar to cash in that championship, or, you know, agreement, the contract saying he can cash in whenever he wants. Fucking just have him cash it in and lose. I mean, and we'll be done with this situation. We will be done as fans trying to rationalize why WWE does things the way they do. And it's not easy watching pay-per-view after pay-per-view that he has been on and he doesn't do shit except for shoulder tackle, if he does, shoulder thrust into the turnbuckle, shoulder thrust, shoulder thrust, shoulder thrust, comes out and feeds out German. They're like, well, that must be an easy match to plan. No, it's a fucking monotonous, boring-ass match that we see every goddamn time. German, German, German. German, German, German. Boom, boom, boom. Okay, clothesline, clothesline. Someone ducks the line, drop kicks Lesnar, he doesn't fucking move. Clothesline, he feeds them to the middle of the rope, Millering, boom, German. Sure, release German. That's like me playing video games against someone and button mashing the whole goddamn time without changing any strategy. That's how Lesnar is when he wrestles in the fucking ring. Didn't think I could relay some uh, wrestling terminologies to you, did you? 
I used to be a manager, keywords used to, so therefore I observed, I learned a little bit through training, folks. Long story short, I'm still learning, but I would never, ever in my life, if I was making the the kind of money that he makes, and even the excuse of I have social anxiety disorder, or I have whatever he claimed to have. That's why he doesn't like to go to large, or, you know, live events. You signed on for this career, sir. You signed a five-year fucking contract. Please understand that we don't like you for a reason. It's not because you're the ultimate bad guy. It's you're the ultimate thorn in our side. You have AEW who has more issues than media with whatever issue they have. Okay, let me give a fair comparison. More issues than Wendy Williams and <laughs> guests that she has on her show, okay? More issues than someone who's been to court multiple times and cannot seem to get their shit straight. More issues than... Oh, I could go on. More issues than one of Judge Judy's cases. Yes. It's like, you have social anxiety, do you? Guess what, fucker? We all do. And I hate, you know, to say this, but when it comes to people, I hate some people. You know why? Because there's a lot of fake motherfuckers in this world. And what sad part is, the fake motherfuckers are the ones who get forward in life. Do you know how? Some of them, not all of them, because eventually their fake comes out and it's reveal, it reveals itself. But what I'm trying to say, folks, in a long, round wind, or long-winded way is we, <clears throat> we as fans have the right to express our concerns to the general public because why – some of you who don't have actual facts to back up what you say, shut the fuck up, sit the fuck down. It's like the same ones who didn't vote in the election. If you didn't want somebody in power, you should have fucking voted. Okay? Plain and simple. If you didn't vote, then shut your fucking mouth. I have been to almost nine WrestleManias. I have sat and actually, I am sad. I have trained in professional wrestling. I'm not the all-knowing expert. I don't claim to be. But my God, dude, if I was in your shoes getting paid that amount of money, hmm, it's not rocket fucking science, as I said again earlier in the show. Show up. He actually showed up tonight on Monday Night Raw. My God. What I was shocked. a shocker. Also, folks, you know, he you know, is playing a role because I, I'm going to say I'm going to grab the breaking issue or bring the issue to center uh, front, front and center. If the man has flunked more than one drug test or failed to show up for one in UFC, there's a reason why he went back to WWE because they didn't want him, or therefore he flunked one, so they didn't want him. They did not want Lesnar. Makes sense. 
I mean, if you fail fucking three drug tests because you can't, one, show up, two, make light of the light of your situation, three, you know WWE is a fallback because you still have five years in your career. It's sad to say when Shayna Baszler is a much better competitor than Ronda Rousey, and Shayna Baszler would be a much better competitor than Brock Lesnar. Um, so that being said, There needs to be some understanding between fans and and the company that we're watching. You know, I watch other companies. Don't get me wrong, but the one company I expect, you know, they speaking of which, they're having the big event in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia again, Super Showdown. Ah, jeez, Goldberg and Lesnar. No, Goldberg and thank God, not Lesnar. Goldberg and Taker. That's going to be interesting. So, does that mean, you know, okay, Lashley. Oh, my goodness. The same matchup, Lashley and, well, no. I haven't read the whole Super Card yet, but Shane McMahon versus, oh, goodness, Roman Reigns. This is going to be the shittiest card this is the last Super Show, but they don't care. They're making money, folks. Main reason why they do their pockets are dry, so they're going to be filled up like water, you know, filling up in a well. I'm not trying to be mean, folks, but my God, <clears throat> when you have periodic sleep and you try to close your eyeballs and you think, my God, what nightmare did I wake up to when Lesnar won the Money in the Bank briefcase? And it even he did not even work. I didn't even break a sweat, so should we be angry with him? I don't know at this point, but if you if you guys truly want to keep fans during this whole new wrestling war, if you will, this is not an ultimatum, this is a plea. Please keep a title or titles off of Brock Lesnar's waist. It's going to be a waste. And in conclusion, if you don't listen to the fans and what we've been trying to tell you. And I hate to say this, but AEW is going to be how WCW was before they relinquished ownership from Ted Turner and gave it to whomever to keep in charge. So please understand, we love the we love wrestling, but Lady Lynn and I's faith is slowly deteriorating. Hopefully you guys can restore it, please. Alright, folks. That'll do it for tonight. If you didn't believe what good old Brian Rails or like what I had to say, but I got three choice words for you. Forget about it. And Lady Lynn. And if you didn't like what Lady Lynn had to say, call me what you will. Call me anything you please, but don't call this lady crazy. All right, folks. If your kids repeat what I say, they're a bunch of retards. Love kids, don't get me wrong, but if they repeat what I said on this show, someone, you know, please inform them that you really shouldn't, unless you're outside of school or not, you know, in front of parents or any authoritative figure. I did give a disclosure at the beginning of this segment, so if you repeat what I said, then tough nuts. 
right. <clears throat> That'll do it for tonight. I got to sleep, bitches. Good night. Dig it. <laughs> The cultural personality. The cultural personality.